We just got done talking to Rogers, got done bringing up the Panthers. They take on the Dolphins this weekend. I have nothing in this game, but I really, really need a Carolina win. I have the season win total over seven and a half. They went up seven, nothing last week on Washington. And I felt really, really good. I said, Cam is going to lead us to the promised land, which is just eight victories in Carolina. You got done talking about their defense, really solid defensively, really underrated defensively. Yeah. I just McCaffrey's just like working his way back. And then they go down in that game. Cam, I was questioning if he's able to throw the ball 15 yards down the field. He had a little zip in his throw in the one to McCaffrey where McCaffrey gets into the end zone on that touchdown pass. Other than that, though, Cam didn't look so great. I feel like, you know, like it's a good story. We all love Cam, so we're rooting for him. We are 100% rooting for him. Is he going to get me to eight wins? I, I don't know that I feel great about it. I keep going back and forth on it. There's nothing I could do about the win total. I'm on it. Uh, we go into this matchup, and this is one where you need the victory. But the Dolphins have been playing really good Sneaky. football. The, the Dolphins have been playing like the team that we thought that they were going to be going into the season where you didn't think they were better than the Patriots. You knew they weren't better than the Bills, but you thought they were at least a top 15 defensive team. And the reason that they were so bad is because they were below 30th defensively in every metric. They were one of the worst defensive teams. They couldn't get after the quarterback. The secondary was a damn mess. And the quarterback position was and remained a mess, and they didn't know what to do with Tua. Tua's been playing good football. I know he's not flashy, and he's not throwing for 450 yards, but all he does is take care of the football. Like, if you're a pro football focus nerd, you're going to see that he's efficient. He takes care of the football. He's not throwing misleading guys. He's not throwing over guys' heads. He's one of the more accurate quarterbacks. He needs better weapons. Like, we got to be honest. I don't know that you could evaluate Tua until you actually surround him with weapons. You don't need to give him what he had at Alabama but some nice guys on the outside who could go up and make some plays. He does, but the only problem. Yeah. Well, exactly. Jalen Waddle, who's a rookie, um, not doesn't play like a rookie. Yeah. Good point. But he needs more. He needs more. He needs like a six, three, six, four, like guy to play on the outside. Jalen Waddle is little. Like he's a short kid. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a very good receiver. I like him because he could play on the outside. You could move him into the slot, you know, but at the same time, he is, I'm not going to say he's a gadget guy, but I feel like you worry about him only just because he is so little. Kind of no like Justin with Aaron Jefferson. Jones. He's no. not like that. You no, know that's I mean? why Justin Jefferson is my favorite receiver in the league. Like I said this when he was at LSU, why I liked him so much. And I, I went on and on and on about Justin Jefferson. Nobody even knew who he was. He had 110 receptions out of the slot in one year, the year with Joe Burrow. And the thing about that was he's six three six four, and he was running 75% of his routes out of the slot. And then you see it in Minnesota, like, then they had him on the outside. They can move him into the slot. Last week against Green Bay, they had him in the backfield, which drove me nuts. He might because be one like, of the more versatile receivers. Like you can play him anywhere, and he's so big and he's tough to take down. Everything that he does, he averages. Well, he averaged at LSU that last year nine yards after the catch. So even after the grab, he's going for ten plus yards. He's my favorite. He he might be one of my favorite receivers all time when it's all said and done. Um, so Waddle doesn't have that size, but I think like he could be up there too. I mean, he's so fast. He's ridiculous. I like all those Alabama guys. I love him. I love Devontae Smith. So, yeah, Tua does have him. I think he needs a couple more. Well, really, he. Need, I think he needs another year. I feel like last year, all those guys kind of deserved a free pass. Herbert was so good, which I feel like is the reason that we knocked some of the other guys. You know what I mean? Like 100%. Because they had to do something that no rookie quarterbacks ever had to do. There was no preseason for the first time really in NFL history. Yep. And these were rookie quarterbacks that had to deal with the pandemic. So at least usually you have rookie camp where you're able to get together with the rookies. That's when you start putting together the playbook for the rookies. And then you have training camp where you bring the vets in, 
you know, and they have to go through their bumps and bruises. They have to, they get picked on, but they're learning the playbook and they're learning, you know, usually even if they're working with the scout team, they're getting in their reps with the first team. These guys didn't even have that. And Tua was coming off an injury where like some people were questioning, like, is Tua going to be available like in the next two years? A hip injury is nothing to mess yeah, with, especially at. at 22, 23 years old. So that's why I just think that he deserves more time. And I'm fine. Like if you're ready to give up on him and you're like, okay, well, we want a guy like Deshaun Watson or we want a, a franchise quarterback. But you're the team that drafted him. Touchdown. Stephon Diggs knew he was getting in the end zone. Touchdown for Stephon Diggs. And in terms of this Carolina-Miami matchup, right now you're seeing 95% of the money is on Carolina on 67% of the bets. And the under right now is getting 56% of the money. So it's kind of a pick Like we said, like Cam Newton's an okay quarterback. Tua's an okay quarterback. They're like, they're okay. They're not elite. We don't want They're a quarterback in our teams. Yeah, we don't want them for our teams. I we'll wouldn't root for take them on your over. Teams, I wouldn't root for him if he was a like, replacement for Dak Prescott or Aaron Rodgers. I think a ba- like both as backups, though, hell yeah. Yeah, great backup quarterbacks. Carolina, number one D in NFL in yards, giving up six in points. Defense, like I said before, legit. Miami's bottom third D in most metrics, but they are one of the hottest teams yeah. in the NFL right now in defense having won three straight, giving up only 12 points per game during that stretch. So to me, this really isn't a game like we put on the TV commercials where it's like Tua Tugafailoa versus Cam Newton. No, it's like, can Miami's D continue to play well against Cam Newton? I really can't fathom Carolina getting 95% of the money. It feels kind of like a pick uh, but I think this is actually a very low-scoring game. Miami's last four games have gone all under 41 points. Four of Carolina's last five have been under 44. So, yeah, I am I love the under in this game. I would not be shocked if this was something like 17-14. You know what this will end up being? It, it, this is the game that goes under, yet there's like 40 red zone trips in, yeah. on red zone channel. Like, you just want to see, like, the games that you actually care about, yet it's going to be. And they're be, like, can we head over to Miami? where Tua's Tua- at the 10-yard line. <laughs> like, it's always the case, though, with these crap games. And then it's just like the worst play calls. <laughs> They go for it on fourth and get stuffed. It's like a draw play for Tua, who, God bless his soul, cannot move. Like, and it had a hip injury at 22. And then 22 they, like, they literally will go back over the, the Jets field. game where they're in the red zone. And then, like, they're like 30 seconds later, and they're like, and Cam Newton in his red zone. And you're like, what just happened? I don't understand. Like, yeah, I mean, I I would play the Panthers, and I would just, like, pay the juice and, yeah. and play them on the money line, but but I'm with you. Like, I could see the Dolphins winning this game. They're one of the hotter teams in the NFL, and I do think that Brian Flores is, is a good head coach. I was kind of down on him to start the season just because he wouldn't commit to Tua. Even if, okay, so, like, let's say, like, you're not fully committed to Tua. There's no reason, especially for somebody that's that young, that needs to be in their own head. Like, especially if that, at that position at the quarterback position, let's say it's, it's baseball at the pitcher position. Like these guys just like 98% of it, 99% of it is all mental. So for somebody like Tua, that's a young quarterback, he should be out there every week. Like we're fully committed to him. You know, we're fully committed to him for the next 10 years. Even if you don't believe it, make him believe that and then well, evaluate. First and foremost, it's very similar. Like if you're in a relationship with someone, you can't be wishy-washy like, oh, you know, maybe we're going to be together. Maybe we're not like, yeah. I'm not sure if this is going to work long term. Like you either are in or you're out like you drafted to a. So until like, you find a replacement for Tua that you're comfortable with more than Tua for the long term, you can't be saying anything negative about Tua to either him 
or to the media, and you can't start anyone over him. Right. And that was the thing, like, okay, so you draft him. And it's crazy because remember that year, it was, was, it was tank, tank for, for Tua. Tua. Yeah, exactly. It was tank for Tua. And everybody wanted Tua. And then he had the injury. And, you know, there were some inconsistent performances, I guess. But at the same time, so you draft him, and the Dolphins should have never went to Tua last year. No. He didn't know the playbook, and that had nothing to do with it. Fitzpatrick was playing the best football of his career, yeah, even it though it's Fitz Fitzpatrick, magic. and we do this every year with him where he goes on that four-year stretch. But what they kept doing was then they're like, okay, so we're going to go to the kid. We're going to go to Tua. We're going to evaluate. They shouldn't have done it because if they didn't, they would have made the playoffs. They were a yeah. playoff team. Defend- That's why I didn't understand to start the year why they suck so bad defensively because last year I was like, okay, this is a team on the edge of making the playoffs. But then the Patriots said goodbye to cam drafted Mac Jones and made some, made some moves in free agency. Even though I didn't agree with them, I'm like Hunter Henry's getting the bag, but it's bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel. So I'm like, Oh, they're getting the bag for a reason. It's the Patriot way. They'll end up catching 80 balls and all these moves look like they're going to pay off. But I was still like, okay, Miami's probably an eight, nine win team. And then they were, they were awful. And they were 32nd defensively and they were terrible and they were out on Tua again. But I just didn't get going to him last year because then they couldn't commit to him because Tua would suck for three quarters. He'd be inconsistent. They'd go to Fitzpatrick. He'd come back and like lead him to a game-winning drive or at least get him back into the game. Which then all the next though, week they go back erodes, to Tua. That further erodes his Tua's mental. confidence. Exactly, and you that's that's my whole point. Because along the way, everybody's like, "Oh, Fitz Magic is the reason that they won." Like yeah. Tua maybe isn't the guy. Like Fitz Magic should be starting. And then like there's whispers in the locker room, and there's whispers. Very loud whispers on Twitter, and then you've got people with burners. Now it's like Tuna, Tua is a mental head case when Tua is a winner. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, And that's the only thing that sucks with quarterbacks, and it's a lot different than it used to be. Look at Aaron Rodgers is a great example. Even Tom Brady sat for his rookie year, and then, yeah, I mean, he doesn't go in until his second year just because Drew Bledsoe goes down. But there were guys back in the day, Brett Favre. I mean, people forget that Brett Favre was in Atlanta. Like, People used to sit and actually learn, hold the clipboard, Guys don't have that luxury anymore. They're forced into action. So, well, I mean, you'll see that, it like week two. Trevor Lawrence is a bust. Well, holy cow. He's 22 years well, old and he has no offensive how, line. I think that's how because of how much these quarterbacks are getting paid now. Yeah, so you guaranteed have, money. You have to perform have right them away. perform when they're in their rookie contract in order to win a Super Bowl because you can't be paying a contract like you are to the to a quarterback and have enough pieces around for him to be able to be successful, which is what made Matt Pat Mahomes like who Pat exactly. Mahomes was when he came in and performed so early. Exactly. And that's why and I would Deshaun love Deshaun Watson as well. I would love to see some guys like drafted into different situations. Mahomes is the kind of guy that I think he would have been fine wherever just because of his arm talent. Like a guy that could roll to his left and throw a 60 yard dart to his right. Like, and there's how is nothing he not starting right away? You know what I mean? And yeah, they went with Alex Smith and then they started him that one game when they had already clinched a playoff spot and they're like, oh, and we're you know going to go to him next you year. You know what's interesting is that I talked to Travis Kelsey the day that that trade went down, like on Radio Row. When it was they during went, the Super Bowl. The when Alex they, Smith, yeah. When they made the Alex Smith trade and Pat Mahomes became the guy and Kirk Cousins was out as well, you were like, okay, um, so what's happening now? And I talked to Travis, and it, you can tell that there obviously wasn't a real resounding piece of knowledge in practice because he said very clearly, I've had the best career with Alex Smith. Pat Mahomes, he has some huge shoes to fill. Not sure if he can. Like, you had the tight end, Travis Kelsey. Right. I'm not sure if Pat Mahomes is better than Alex Smith. Yeah, it's crazy. That's absurd. Yeah, I know. I always, like, bring it up to him when I see him. Remember when you said uh, you weren't quite sure? Now they're sure? best friends. Yeah, you weren't quite sure whether uh, he could fill Alex Smith's shoes. How's he? How's it look now? 
How, how does it look? And it, that's it depends like the system. Like Mac Jones lucked out because Mac Jones could have been in Jacksonville. I mean, he was never going to be because Trevor Lawrence. We knew he was going to be the number one overall pick for the last two years. But I mean, that's the difference between you know Josh McDaniels calling your plays and Bill Belichick as your head coach and the disaster that is Urban Meyer. So before you evaluate, like Zach Wilson, is Zach Wilson is he terrible? Maybe, but like, what well, if Zach? Wait, what if, what if Zach Wilson was Mac Jones? Like, who knows? Maybe he'd be putting up the same numbers.